welcome back to Jackass Jargon. We're here to give you some unfiltered sports content in its sixth edition. Happy to be back here with you guys. How are we feeling today? Great. Due to my, due to my sickness and the uh, ban of Mr. Pesci, we've had to push this episode back a couple days, so we're doing it here live on a Thursday night, getting ready for some Thursday night football. Curly, welcome back. Appreciate you guys having me back again, man. We're going to dive right into it here for you. As you notice, the episodes have been a little shorter. We hope you like the new structure uh, going through game by game here to get you ready for the upcoming week. I think we got a game tonight. Yes, we do. All right. You want to bring us in on that one? All right. Curly, why don't you start? So we got the Redskins 1-6 tonight going up against the Vikings. Vikings are at home. They're 5-2 and two on the year. Um, past three games, Vikings offense has been dominating, averaging 36 points per game. The last three opponents have been the Eagles, the Lions, and the Giants. Um, Kirk Cousins in those three games, 68 for 90, 986 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 62 rushes, 315 yards, three touchdowns, nine receptions, 108 yards. Stephon Diggs, 17 receptions, 353 yards, three touchdowns. Beautiful numbers. Good it's time. like since they were criticized, they completely turned the ship around. One thing I do want to point out, the Vikings are undefeated at home. They're a different team when you take them outside of Minnesota. Um, it, it really seems to me like Kirk Cousins went from a joke donkey of the day to entering into some MVP talk if he keeps this up. Guys, just a nice uh, little betting thing right here. The Vikings are 31-12 and 12 against the spread at home since 2014. Couple big injuries to report to you tonight. Adrian Peterson and Josh Norman are both questionable. Uh, Adam Thielen will be out of this one. Same with Chris Thompson. So Kirk Cousins will be doing this without his best receiver. Now Kirk Cousins, his whole uh, season of work so far has not gone unnoticed with us. Uh, to the year to date, he's thrown uh, 1,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions with a rating of 114.3. Um, I saw some chatter online. I, I forget the guy's Instagram handle, but he did say that uh, Kirk Cousins will be in MVP talks. I think we should cover this real quick, huh? What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the best three-game stretch of his career coming off these last three games. Uh, and as Curly mentioned to you, 300-plus uh, passing yards in the last three games. One last thing on this game, guys. Uh, it seems like the better team's just been winning this year on Thursday night games. And I have a stat here that just goes along Not with quite, that. Not quite, but... Uh, favorites of more than 14 points... Uh, on Thursday night games are five and one against the spread. Just a good little statistic to throw out there. Just to wrap it up for you betters out there, the line on this one, Minnesota is giving the Redskins sixteen and a half, and as I mentioned, it's in Minnesota. What do you guys think? Uh, I think even with Thielen out, you know, you still got Dalvin Cook in there. You still got uh, good old Kirk Cousins, the franchise quarterback, or at least he got paid like one, uh, still on the helm. So I think that the Vikings take this one pretty easily. Yeah, I think so too. We don't know about the spread, but the Redskins don't have much to. Uh, Let's just say they bring a knife to the gunfight every week. Yeah. What's the old saying? If my aunt had balls. She'd be your uncle. Right. Moving on here to that Seahawks-Falcons game. This is going to start the 1 o'clock slate for you guys. There's no line on this game as of yet because of the status of Matt Ryan. We could be looking at Matt Shaw. So I've heard two lines out there, guys, right now. Um, the first line would be if Matt Ryan was playing, it would be the Seahawks minus 3.5. The other line I'm seeing right now is if Matt Schaub is playing, you have the Seahawks minus six and a half. So the Seahawks are three and zero on the road this year. Everybody talks about the the home field advantage that they have up there, and they certainly do, even though Baltimore didn't seem to think so. Um, Seahawks are. What do we think about them? I mean, contenders or pretenders? Is that what you're asking me? Well, we had them so high in the power ranks, and Curly hated it. Every time he see the power ranks, 
why do you have Seattle so high? Tell us why Seattle's not that good, Crow. Uh, I, I think they are proving themselves. You know, a record's a record. Wins are wins. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's having an MVP uh, campaign right now. A statistic just to throw out there, uh, Russell Wilson is 17-8 and eight against the spread after a loss. Um, the only time he does lose is when the spread is higher than 10 points, and it's under that. So, And as we know, there's a few constants in life. Death, taxes, and Russell Wilson having a winning record. The guy's had a winning record every year. He's been in the league. No defense has been able to really stop him his whole career, and he's always there at the end. Now, I don't think we should judge that loss against the Ravens. To It shouldn't be way too heavy here. Um, a lot of the defenders on Seattle came out and said, hey, Lamar Jackson's special. I think we all know that. So with them losing to the Ravens, I... Good, good game. Yeah, yeah it's a good game. It's yeah. a good game. One last thing on that, the Falcons' defense has been giving up over 40 points per game over the last three games. Wow. So. And playing in the Dome, you know, weather's not a concern there. So uh, I think I think that should actually be a good one. Uh, I think Atlanta's going to keep that closer than what people think. I'd stay away from it. I'd I, stay away from I it. I don't think that the Falcons are, are going to be competing. Uh, they already hit the panic button. They hit the fucking big red emergency button. Uh, they shipped out Muhammad Sanu. We're gonna get to that, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. But they're, they're just they're all over the place. We, nobody knows what this is to say about since them. Kyle Shanahan left, uh, the team's just been god awful. Yeah, offense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, moving on to our next game, and they uh, all been waiting for this. E all, e the donkey of the day. Solis called it early last week when we were covering the Cowboys Eagles game. Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles guaranteed a win. Demarcus Lawrence had some chirping back to say that we knew what happened. Uh, the Eagles failed to show up there in Arlington. But with that being said, uh, Eagles look ahead to play Buffalo this week and break some tables. Truthfully, I think Buffalo is going to take this game. Uh, I think the Eagles organization as a whole is just in shambles. We have our head coach being donkey of the day on jackass jargon, promising the fans things that he can't cut the check for. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's a disservice for all these diehard Eagles fans. We've dealt with a bunch of shit in the past. Yes, we've gotten a Super Bowl, but... It's just not looking good for us. Uh, one thing, they did confirm that Jeffrey was the one that was uh, talking shit on Wentz. Um, something crazy, though, I saw last night uh, for all your all you basketball fans. At the Sixers game, there was a photo taken of Carson Wentz next to Alshon Jeffrey and Allen Iverson, all posing for a pitcher. Um, Wentz and Jeffrey actually looked happy together, which I thought was a little weird. Considering. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at this game, I like the Eagles. I think that people are riding high on Buffalo, and I think that if Philly's going to turn it around, this is a make-or-break game. I know I said that two weeks ago, but this is truly a Every week game. is a make-or-break game for the Birds. It, it, and it, that if, if we're having this conversation week after week, I have to say that we're, we're not contending. We're not. Right. If we have too many make-or-break games, what, what's going to happen when we come to the playoffs? Right. One, Every, yeah. one thing when it comes to betting, um, a lot of times, you know, People just see the overreaction to a big blowout win. Um, you got to think the Eagles went down 14-0 quick, quickly to the Cowboys. Um, you know, that has to kind of phase you. Right, and it changes your game plan up, and then things unraveled the way that they did, and, and yeah, here we on, are now. On top of that, you know, the Eagles secondary definitely needs a boost, and uh, the Bills, Josh Allen, uh, hasn't really been doing that much passing. He does manage the game and win the games. Um and one other thing with uh, Josh Allen, the guy does have uh, four game-winning fourth-quarter drives in his career already. He might need so, one. Yeah. yeah. He might need one this week. The Eagles just can't seem to stop Ezekiel Elliott. Like, when he plays these guys, it's just like he sees red. Yeah. What was it, 130-plus yards? What, what was the stat line? Was... Eagles haven't won when uh, Zeke plays, by the way. Yeah. Haven't beaten Zeke. And haven't actually beaten Dak where Dak has started and played the whole game. 
Exactly. Well, Dax, yeah, Dax, yeah, a different, fuck Dax. That's a different fucking day. Baby day. Um, another team that looks like shit, no offense, is the Chicago Bears, and I'm happy to say it. No offense. They host the Los Angeles Chargers, who, who look equally as bad. Yeah, they look equally as bad. Mr. Trubisky, I'll say it again, couldn't hold a candle to half the guys in the league. Not at right, all. Right, Solis? Not a candle, nothing. Not a lighter. Guys, I actually have some good stats on Mr. Jabisky just to show how bad he really is. In five starts this year, Mr. Jabisky only has 839 yards passing, which is 172 yards a game. Um, 5.2 yards per throw. It's pitiful. There's a couple running backs in the league right now with more yards than that. Um, five touchdowns and two interceptions. Horrible. Um, another thing to talk about I don't think a lot of people are talking about with the Bears, uh, Akeem Hicks has been out the past couple games. Yep. And that guy is a pro bowler. He's a beast. Um, I think that makes Khalil Mack a lot less effective. I think that's part of the reason why the Bears have been giving up points. Um, I'm actually on this game. I actually like the Chargers here. They're plus four. It's one of my locks. Um, Phillip Rivers is 25-12 and 12 against the spread as a road underdog of three, three and a half points or more. Um, it's the first time this year that that's the case. Uh, if you look at all the Chargers games this year, the most they lost by is seven, um, and that happened twice. Um, and the other thing, Chargers could get multiple players back this week, uh, including Russell O'Kong, who's one of their tackles, um, as well as two of their defensive players. Um, Melvin Ingram should be coming back, as well as one of their defensive tackles. Um, so we have an update on Derwin James. I'm not sure on that. I think he's going to be out a while, honestly. I, I, I heard, you know, like the IR eight weeks to start the season. I would imagine he's prepared for a comeback, and he's a perennial pro bowler. He's going to make a difference. One last thing on this game, guys, the Chargers seem to always keep the game close no matter what. I really hate betting on them, but I really do think this is a great spot for them, and that is one of my locks. Chargers plus four. Yeah. Uh, one jumping out at me here, um, the over-under. So 41 here. I like the under on this. I don't see too much scoring here. I think both teams have a stout defense. Um, it's supposed to be calling for some rain this weekend. So uh, make sure you take the weather into account with your bets, guys. Yeah, now before we jump off this game, I, everybody knows how much I hate Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's he should be a, a maybe serviceman backup. Uh, he should be possibly in the Canadian Football League. Uh, but I want to revisit this draft that the Bears jumped up ahead to draft Mitchell Trubisky. And if you guys don't remember, they traded with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And this is just a service to show where both teams are at this season. This trade is directly affecting this season. Uh, so to recap, the 49ers jumped up in the draft. Uh, pretty much, I'm done. yeah, the Bears jumped up in the draft to get Mitchell Trubisky. Um, they ended up with their, what they call a franchise quarterback. The 49ers ended up with uh, Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, Akello, Witherspoon, C.J. Bethard, Joe Williams, George Kittle, Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor, DJ Jones, and Pitta blah, blah, blah. I can't say his last name. Um, between different trades, they ended up getting a serviceable backup quarterback. They got a decent wide receiver. They got a Pro Bowl tight end. It's very clear who ended up winning this trade. Um, and nobody's talking about it. They gave up the farm, yeah. and what do you got to show for it? Yeah, no cows. And you know what? This is why we break shit down either way we do a jackass jargon. My man went and dissected this trade. Like a fucking doctor. Right. Right, like a frog. Oh, ribbit. So, and he takes on the game itself. I mean, who do you, who do you like here? Um, honestly, I like the Chargers. I, I'm still high on the Chargers. I think they're going to turn the ship around sooner than later. Uh, you have Phillip Rivers, and I think he's he's paused with the whole giving out kids this year. So, uh, yeah, I like their chances. 
And one quick uh, poop game here to cover for you. We're going to get this one quick. Uh, Giants, New York Giants at the Detroit Lions. And the Lions, I, you know, I hate them. They're like the stupid little brother of our division that, like, you really can't hate because they're so dumb. Um, just two heartbreaking losses. Like, you can say what you want about the refs with the Packers on Monday night. And then they had a six-game week and came back and struggled against the Vikings. One thing to talk about in this game, guys, just from a betting perspective, uh, I'll wait up until Sunday, right before the game start. I believe the Lions suffered a bunch of injuries during that game against the Vikings. Um, the Giants, though, 0-3 their last three games. Their D's giving up 30 points per game in the last three, and that was against the Cards, the Pats, and the Vikings. Don't really like that game. Yeah, I got the Lions in this game because I think the Giants are just the Giants, and they're going to be in the basement of the NFC East. Even though that's a shit division, Lions. So we're looking at two teams in the bottom of their division right now. Do we think the Lions can cover the seven at home? Um, no, and by the way, Darius Slay looks to be on the fence with playing this week. So I still think even without Darius Slay, I think that um, Lions got this pretty easy. I think they cover. Yeah, yeah they lost their star running back, on Johnson, uh, this week. So he's going to get placed on IR. For all you fantasy guys, you want to go pick up Ty Jones. He's on the free agent waiver wire. And then you're going to have McKissick come down on those passing down. So a uh, couple, couple free agency looks there for fantasy. Um, that's that's going to be the first five games we're going to cover for you. We're going to take you to our first break, and we're going to come back and keep this rolling, boys. This page sponsorship is brought to you by Jackass Jargon, home of the unfiltered sports content. Available on Spotify, Breaker, Google Music, and more. Cut the check. Hey, we're back. Uh, thank you, Zuri, for that beautiful uh, voice you gave there to us and giving us that ad on Jackass Jargon. Again, if you, any of you girls out there think you have a nice radio voice or a nice singing voice, give us a call. Let us know. We'll get you on the podcast, and we'll get you a free lunch. Curly, how was your day today? It's good, man. Uh, good. Worked, worked overtime today. A little bit tired, but fuck it. Football on the night, right? Exactly. You got to get fucking ready. Yeah, so buddy. You. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. All right, we're here. We're here live. We're going to jump right back into some football. Who remembers the 2015 draft, the first two quarterbacks taken? Anybody remember? Marcus Mariota. Oh, I'm sorry. Backwards. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Then Marcus Mariota. And we thought we were looking at the future. Comes to find out that's not so much the case. But those two teams play for the second time uh, in their career. They actually, fun fact, I was there, Sean can vouch, uh, at Hooters watching the original Week 1 Bucks. Titans. Uh, they actually, after getting drafted, they played each other, and the Titans smoked them. I was actually there for that too. Yes, good shit. So uh, we get a rematch of not Marcus Mariota, but Ryan Tannehill and Jameis Winston. What do you guys think on this one? Uh, you know, the Bucks continue to shut down. You know, NFL's best running back, so I don't think Henry's going to be much of a factor running the ball. But then again, the Bucks defense. Still continues to give up a shit ton of points. Last four games, Bucks have given up 34 points per game. Uh, but their offense has been scoring 34 points a game. So, you know, something has to give there. Um, one thing to look out in this game um, with the Bucks and uh, injuries, their right guard and their right tackle. The right tacker, tackle, uh, Denmark uh, Dotson, and the right guard, Alex Kappa, Potentially out this game, something to really look for if you're uh, betting this game. Um, I was considering this one of my locks going with the Bucks this game, but I'm really going to have to uh, wait up until Sunday to see with these injuries. And just like the Bucks, the Titans actually have a very underrated defense. I believe they're ranked third in the league right now with uh, yards allowed and points allowed. So they definitely have um, a defense there to exploit that hole in the in the offensive line for the Bucks. 
So, so any takes on this one? Uh, yeah, so here's a fun fact, guys. So Ryan Tannehill is undefeated as the Titans starter. Woo! Uh, so until anything changes, uh, it's Tannehill time from where I'm at. That's so, right. Something big, guys. Uh, since the Titans removed Nate Davis, uh, one of their offensive linemen from the lineup, you know, it's been a big big difference. Nate Davis considered the worst lineman in the NFL. Guys <laughs> fucking god-awful. What do you have to do to be the worst lineman in the NFL? You, you give up a lot of sacks. You can't run block. Uh, you love pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, so uh, the Patriots have been busy, and they've uh, they've speaking of the Bucks here. Before we move on, they've reached out to OJ Howard uh, and his agent several times, and the Bucks have straight up shut that shit down and said, "No, you're not touching him. He's off limits." But why? Because the, why teams what need to the stop giving the Patriots for? all this firepower? What are, it doesn't matter. Like. If you're if you're a shit team, why do you not want to get better? Why? I don't think getting rid of OJ Howard makes them better. Why are you not throwing him the ball? Yeah, or that, or yeah, that, fucking or that. change your scheme, shit, man, or get a different fucking quarterback. Because the guy throwing it had too much butter on his fingers. Well, exactly, five traveling. interceptions the other the well, other. Well, I shouldn't eat that popcorn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crab legs, all of it. The two teams that Peyton Manning played for, the Denver Broncos, are visiting the Indianapolis Colts. I like this, actually. I like yeah, this match yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's like the Broncos are bad, but like nobody really looks at them as that bad. Like The pieces are intact. They did get rid of Emmanuel Sanders this week. Uh, Emmanuel had to say that, obviously, I've got a lot of love for the Broncos. Spent six years there, won a Super Bowl there, and I love the organization. But to be a 49er, it's like a new energy and a new environment. It reminds me of when I first left the Steelers and went to the Broncos. He's excited. Emmanuel Sanders went to 49ers. the 49ers in uh, in return. The Niners, the uh, Broncos got a third round and a fourth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders in a fifth. So more or less, it's pretty much the equivalent to two thirds, late round thirds. And a bag of Doritos. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I don't have much to say on this game. The only thing I really have to say is the Broncos are getting back Juwan James, who's starting right tackle. Uh, if you saw last week... The Chiefs' defense just destroyed the Broncos' offensive line, so that might be a big boost for the Broncos. Um, who knows? Yeah, the line here is the Colts at home are giving the Broncos five and a half. Um, I, I, I haven't been a big fan of the Colts. Curly's bet on the Colts often, and he's, he's actually paid off. I had the Texans this past week, and the Colts showed up and got the job done there. I didn't see that coming. Do the Colts cover the five and a half? You know what? I have the line of six right now. But uh, I say no. I wish the line would go up to seven, and I'd probably hop on the Broncos. But uh, I, th- I think the you know the public's really overreacting to the game against the Chiefs, and you know the Broncos' offensive line was pitiful, and the you know the Chiefs took advantage. But getting Juwan James back could be a different story. Coming off a 10, 10, uh, 10 yep, day week, exactly. too, so that's big. So you got Joe Flacco, you got Cortland Sutton, you got and you got John Elway's fucking head honcho over there. I, I don't think the, the Broncos put up a fight. Did you guys see Troy Aikman being this, uh, accused of laughing at Joe Flacco in the booth? Did you guys see that? <laughs> first of all, I think Aikman's stoned, first of all. which we Always. Don't, we don't, Always. We don't condone that here on Jackass Jargon. We stick with our Coors Light and our water. Josh uh, Gordon, we're talking to you, man. If you want a spot, <laughs> come on here. Come on, Josh. We'd love to have you. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I like the Colts in this one. I think it's, pre- it's pretty clear. Um, All right. so moving on, uh, the Bengals and the Rams. God, that's ugly. That's ugly. Why is it ugly? Though? I don't know. Guys, just to make sure you guys all know, this game is in London. Um, nice. That could fuck some shit up. And another big thing is the injuries. I don't know if you guys know last week, but the Bengals were out. Four of their five offensive linemen did not play. Um, they're down two edge rushers. Their two top cornerbacks were out last week. Um, it's definitely something to pay attention to. 
If all those injuries continue, um, I don't see how you don't jump on the Rams. I think Jalen Ramsey coming to the Rams gave him a big boost of energy. You know, makes the team a little more confident, makes the defense more confident. Now, go ahead. Uh, I'm just curious. Why do you think they had to get rid of Marcus Peters? I mean, they I were making bring, room for Jalen. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but yeah. you couldn't move elsewhere. Like, imagine that duo. You imagine Jalen Ramsey um, after letting up over 100 yards at halftime to Julio Jones talking to himself in the locker room. You're the best corner in the league. <laughs> slapping himself. Listen, you're going to stick his mm-hmm. ass. You're going to stick his ass slapping himself in the face. I don't think that the Ramsey trade was worth it at all. At all. What? Two first round picks and a fourth? The kid's what? Like 23? Don't care. 23? Nobody's worth that, man. Let's, let's Curly. talk in a couple Curly. years and see what those picks transpire let, let, let the Calm this guy down. Let's hear what you got to say. Guys, uh, when it comes to locks, this is actually probably going to be one of my locks, another one of my locks this week. Um, one of the reasons uh, Jared Goff seems to do well when uh, other teams don't have a pass rush. Uh, the Bengals definitely don't appear to have a pass rush, especially if those two injuries hold up. The Bengals don't have fans. Their two edge rushers are yeah, out. and shitty um, jerseys. You know, just like last week, Goff up against the Falcons. Uh, Falcons didn't have a pass rush. See what he did there. Um, you know, when the Rams did play the 49ers, you all saw, you know, the 49ers had a huge pass rush. Goff didn't do well. Um I, I just I just don't see how the Rams don't come out here and uh, blow this shitty ass Bengals team out. Yeah, the lock of the week I had last week against the Falcons was the Rams. Uh, they came out there and they took care of business. They went on a little three game skid. The Rams did. Don't get used to that. I think that McVay's gonna have them boys back and ready to go, and they'll be right back into form soon. One other thing, Bengals uh, appear to have the worst linebackers in the NFL. You know, it's a huge thing. Could be a huge day for uh, Rams running backs, Rams tight ends. Uh, something to look out for fantasy wise. But uh, I'm seeing a huge uh, blowout here. Possibly the Rams 37-10, something around there. Yeah. Now, question for you guys. Left field, but um, all the time I'm always hearing different discussions. Oh, are we adding a team to the league? Are we are we relocating? Perfect example. Cincinnati Bengals. Why wouldn't you relocate this team by now? They are fucking Tradition. ass garbage. Tradition, Tradition of what? If this Boomer Siasen and Chris Collins were here right now, would you say that to their face? Absolutely. Absolutely. Never hey, heard of them. Here's a guy. Yeah, fuck them. Really? Yeah, no, fuck seriously. Them. Yeah, no, I fuck agree. Them. What have they? What have they gotten? But hold on, were you saying that when they were thriving with Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco? Uh, I'm, I'm a big Carson. Yeah, but Carson Palmer even knew they were shit. That's why he fucking went out the door and he retired when he was still healthy at the age of what, 28? Benson, rest his Jesus soul. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Bengals have seen better days. Ship them to Toronto. Now speaking of movement, AJ Green. A lot of talk about him moving. The number one landing spot for him was with the Packers. You're also seeing the paint, uh, the Saints and the Patriots in the mix as well, but I seem like that's always like the mix for wide receivers. Yeah, he doesn't Killing want man. to. Why would you? I, I, don't, I don't blame man. him. Shit, man. Why, why would you? Go, why, why would you want? It's to? It's an Earl Thomas situation. Exactly. It it really really is. AJ Green goes out there and gets hurt. What did he get out of that? Well, when has he ever gone out there and not got? You know, hurt? he's 30 years old right now. Yeah. 30. Where do you go to school? Georgia. Georgia. Go dogs. Yeah. Shout out Pat Jones. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on here. I've, I've talked about the Bengals enough. I'm starting to want to throw up. Uh, Cardinals and Saints. Huh. This ha- this actually has the gear spinning in my head. Well, you know what I'm thinking right now? You're thinking Cardinals. Drew Brees. Drew Brees says the plan is for him to play on Sunday. The 40-year-old quarterback feels ready to go after that thumb surgery. There's no reason to. There's Why rush the guy back? You're already in firm yeah, control of your division. I mean, just come on. Let, let, let uh, fucking... Why am I drawing a blank? Teddy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater fucking take the, the helms. He's been doing good. I mean, he's a serviceable backup. He's a starter on a lot of teams, too. Just, Drew, sit on the bench. 
recoup a little bit, drink some natty ices, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Guys, let, one, one thing, let's not get too overhyped on the Cardinals. Um, yeah, they've been 3-0 and their last three games. But let's be real, they played the Bengals, the Falcons, and the Giants. Shit, Ooh, shit, shit, shit. more fucking shit. Yeah. Um, you know, the Saints defense has been exceptional. Um, two other teams of cards faced this year with a decent defense, uh, Seahawks and Panthers, and we all know what happened there. They got blown the fuck out. Um, the other thing, Saints are heading into a bye week. When teams head into a bye week, you know, they usually play balls to the walls just because they know they're going to get that week to recover. So, I don't know. It's, it's not a game Ooh. I really want to touch. The line's actually jumped up. I believe the Saints are minus 10 and a half now. That's what I have, yeah. Which is a big line. Just just so you guys know out there, for uh, all you betters out there, the Saints have only had one game where they uh, won by more than seven, and that was actually last week against the Bears. They won by 11, 36-25. Mm, that's, a good, that's a good stat. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think the, the Saints have this pretty easily, but I'll tell you what, if there's potential for an upset of the week, it would be this game. I think so, too, yeah. And it, the 10.5 line, um, I don't know if I would just jump on that right away with, with the Saints. Exactly. I'm not 100% sold on that. Yeah. If anything, I, I'm leaning towards the Cardinals with the points. Tread lightly. Yeah. yeah. Tread lightly, Tread followers. Lightly. I, I, don't, I think that's one you stay away from. Yeah. Um, now, uh, moving on from one dumpster fire to the next... The Jets and the Jaguars. Oh, and I, I have a lot of notes for this one, which I'm not I'm not quite sure why. Uh, Darius Leonard. I'm sorry, not Darius Leonard. Uh, Leonard Williams and Robbie Anderson uh, both appear to be on the trading block. Um, and uh, Sam Darnold saw Casper. Yeah, I told you, the, the receiving core out in New York for the Jets and Sam Darnold is subpar at best. You want to say, Crowder! You know, fuck Crowder, fuck Robbie Anderson. Get this boy some actual fucking professional wide receivers, and then we can judge them. Yeah. Curly, if I tell you I'm seeing ghosts, are you admitting me to a mental hospital? Uh, it's a good, good possibility. Um, you know, this is crazy. I don't know if Darnold's going to be able to live this down if he doesn't come out and perform. Uh, this could go down worse than the butt fumble, guys. <laughs> so we, everybody wondered, like, what does that mean, seeing ghosts? Well, we had the Hall of Famer Brett Favre come in and speak on this topic, and he cleared that up. So I want to give you guys a little quote from Brett. Uh, seeing ghosts is I thought that that guy there was blitzing. I saw the safety back up into deep coverage, and then you watch the film, and that's not that's not at all what happened. Brett Favre said it's really nothing other than being a young player, being exposed to a lot of stuff. I don't really blame Adam Gase for throwing him in there. He has to learn. So, more or less, that's Sam Darnold admitting that he was drinking before the game. Sort of blurred uh, vision. Let him let him get his feet under him. Yeah. Let him get you know what I mean. Let him get his feet under him. Um, D.D. Westbrook, a quick injury report. He's not expected to practice. But the receivers for Jacksonville, I want to talk about them for a minute. They've really been producing. DJ Chark is ranked sixth in the league, fantasy points-wise, yeah. in my league anyway. And uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming. But overall, like Minshew's got some guys to throw the ball to out there. He does, but he's also come down to earth a little bit, too, since this whole... Uh, oh, what is hold that? on. Uh, guys, we're getting a emergency broadcast here on one of our cell phones. Uh, we're going to go into a quick break here. I'm not quite sure what this is about. Hang tight. We interrupt this flawless sports podcast with an breaking news update. Anthony Pesci, suspended member of Jackass Jargon, has gone missing this morning. Authorities say Anthony was troubled by his recent ban and has fleed his home. Anthony is standing 5 foot 9 inches tall, weighs 242 pounds, has blonde hair, a nose ring, and an aquatic scene tattoo featuring such animals as Nemo and Jaws. Anthony was last seen wearing a khaki dad hat and a Oklahoma Sooners red pullover jacket. If any information on his whereabouts are known, please contact at Jackass Jargon or one of its members directly. Now, back to you for more sports. 
We're back, guys. Uh, sorry about that alert there. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Uh, we're getting word. Uh, all of our phones went off at the same time there, so we had to, we had to cut the tape. It was chaotic. Um, yeah, Pesci, listen, I'm sure we're going to work this out. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. Just come home, okay? Call us. We miss you. With all open right. arms we have for you. Yeah. Nah, we don't miss you that much. Well, we do. We do. We do miss you a little bit. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on here. Um, sorry we got cut off on that Jets-Jags game. Curly, did you have something else you wanted to add to that? Just a couple few stats uh, throw out there, guys. Jags are 12-22 and against the spread as home favorites since 2008. Um, one other thing, Sam Darnold, in the three games he's played this year, uh, obviously the one against the Patriots, he was 11-32, which is 34.4% completion rate, which is god-fucking-awful. Um, 86 yards, four interceptions. Jesus. Um, the other thing, though, is other two games, which was actually against the Bills and the Cowboys, two decent teams. He was 51 to 73, 70% completion rate, 513 yards, three touchdowns, uh, to one interception. Um, you know, I think the public's definitely overreacting to this game, especially seeing the Jets get blown out last week. Um, I just don't understand how the Jets are getting six points here. The Jags, to me, just aren't that good of a team. Um, this was going to be a possible lock, and I'll probably end up playing this game if the line stays where it's at, guys. Yeah, I agree. I love the Jets in this game. I do, too. I, I think we all three agree there, so we're going to call that a lock of the week. Uh, moving forward. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. Panthers 49ers. 49ers with their new acquired wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, at home, hosting uh, the Cam Newtonless Carolina Panthers, as we see it. Yeah. We're, yeah, pretty much. So, teams are showing interest in Cam Newton. Uh, Chicago Bears have been a big one. Denver's been a big one. Yeah. I don't think the Bears are ready to I don't move think, on. Yeah. Trubisky, I don't which think I the, love. I think the Bears would fucking kick themselves in the ass if they move on this quick. But it's, it's well-deserved. One thing to look at the uh, injury report this week in this game, uh, something to look at. Uh, as I've heard right now, uh, the 49ers' offensive tackles uh, could be out. Uh, Joe Stanley, as well as uh, Mike McGlitchney, uh, just something to look at. If they're both out... Um, you know, the Panthers' defense has actually looked pretty decent lately. Um, this is actually going to be one of my locks this week. Uh, you know, the, the Panthers with Kyle Allen, they haven't lost. Um, you know, I, I think I think this could be a big game coming off a of bye week. And um, McCaffrey's MVP. Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, the 49ers, though, they do have that, uh, you know, good defensive line. So they could uh, – McCaffrey might have a bad game rushing the ball. But if the uh, 49ers do have one weakness, it's going to be their linebackers. So McCaffrey could have a huge fucking game. If he can break right. into that second level. And we're getting the Panthers plus six here, man. I love this game. If you watched last week, the 49ers, I think it finally showed how bad their offense actually is. You know, the defense has been carrying them all year. Def definitely think this is an upset special. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Sure. Because Jimmy Garoppolo barely beat the Redskins. What was the final score in that boys? Nine nothing, guys. Nine nothing. Nine nothing. Couldn't score a touchdown. Ooh, the splash bowl. Oh, we get it. We get it. It was a splash bowl. But they're not that impressive, guys. They're really not. They're a big smoke screen in San Francisco. I disagree. The Redskins there, they were at home. They were they were playing tough. It was obviously weather conditions played a big Did you see Tevin Coleman's jersey? Ooh. Yeah, looks like he fucking took a shit and laid in it. Yep. Anyway. Moving forward here, uh, Josh Gordon's played for two teams in his NFL career, the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots, and they meet together this week, but they will be without Josh Gordon. Why is that, Anthony? So pretty much what's going on here is, if everybody's been living under a rock, uh, Mohamed Sanu's been traded to the Patriots for a second-round pick. Yes, that sounds like a steep price for a Mohamed Sanu mid-level wide receiver. 
Uh, but it's kind of sneaky what the Patriots did. They put Josh Gordon on IR and pretty much intensified his injury. So from what I gathered from the situation, yes, Josh Gordon was a little bit banged up, but not enough to be placed on the IR. So what did the Patriots do? They placed him on IR, made the trade to free up a roster spot and got Mohamed Sanu. Josh Gordon is not happy with this whatsoever. He, he took uh, to Instagram a couple question marks, a little weird face emojis on the breaking news from the NFL and Adam Schefter. Um, but yeah, Josh Gordon will be playing for a new team possibly before the end of the year, I, I would this, think. This came as a shock to me because I thought that there was a good relationship. I thought it was a good marriage there at one point this season, right? Uh, I don't know because it's like, you know, I think Robert Kraft finally realized that his aunt is his uncle, you know? Yeah, and if? If? If your aunt's got a ball sack. Okay, right. so the 13-point line that the Patriots are giving the Browns, I believe Jarvis Landry came out and guaranteed a win this week. I think he should be drug tested by the NFL. Oh, one thing, guys, the Browns are coming off a bye this week, and, you know, they're probably going to be fielding a healthy dig. Both cornerbacks are actually going to play for once. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, they'll be healthy. They'll be back on the field. Just something to uh, look at. I do have a crazy statistic for this game, though. Uh, teams coming off Monday night games are 28-12 and 12 against the spread against teams coming off buys. Break that down for me a little bit more. So... Basically, you have the Patriots, they're coming off this Monday night game, uh, and you have the Browns coming off this bye. You know right. what I mean? You would think a team coming off the bye, extra time to prepare, you know, would be the team more prepared. It was kind of like, actually been the opposite. It's kind of like the Packers played the Raiders last week, and the Packers were coming off Monday night, the Raiders were coming off the bye. Exactly. There is something brewing in the kitchen, though. I do. If there was ever a Browns ish game, it would be this one. Because so you smell something? I smell something cooking. Now, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, you know, it's my lock of the week, but I would not be utterly surprised if the Browns get the W over the Patriots. I've been expecting a Patriots loss here soon. Usually, they, they get their shit together late, and then they roll into the playoffs. Usually, they experience a couple losses early, but that's not happening. So, every week, I'm thinking, could this be the one? Could this be the one? Could this be the one? I think this is going to be the one. Yeah. I do. Okay. Guys, I, you know, I would love this game, but, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest problem I have a problem with is, uh, you know, you have Bill Belichick up going up against Freddie fucking Kitchens. Do you really want to trust that dumbass motherfucker? No. Yeah, you're we, right. You're right. But I'm just saying much. the Brown surprises at the weirdest fucking spots. Uh, they're not contenders, but I think they could catch a W against the Patriots. And usually we're used to seeing this one in old Mexico City, but the uh, Raiders and the Texans. It is not in Mexico. I did not say that. Don't quote jackass jargon there. Uh, this is in Houston. Yimmy yimmy. Uh, seven point line going to the Texans. The Raiders are getting seven. Coming off that embarrassing week by that bad man, Mr. Rogers, having six touchdowns against that poorest defense. Guys, one thing I want to bring up in this game, I think it's a little weird that, you know, Oakland just traded their top cornerback, Darion Conley, to the Texans. I think that's a little weird, you know. They're playing the Texans this week, and you're going to trade – you know, your best cornerback to the Texans. Yeah, Conley hasn't played that well, but, you know, you're taking away somebody that can cover, you know, possibly Hopkins, you know. He could have a huge game. And as you know, Will Fuller left uh, last week's game early. He's going to miss some time with a hamstring injury. So guys like Kiki and uh, Kenny Stills are going to have to step up there to fill that gap. Um, Raiders coach John Gruden came out and spoke about Deshaun Watson today, and he said, quote, you're a miserable human being if you don't like him. He's pretty spectacular, man. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. What do we think about Deshaun Watson going into this game? 
uh, I got him in fantasy. On I, I think he's going to hang at least five. I do. So one big thing with Deshaun Watson this year, guys, his success has a lot to do with uh, opposing defense's pass rush. Um, and I'll bring up a couple games, Atlanta, KC, you know. Neither one of those two teams really have a pass rush. Besides Kansas City last week against the Broncos, they really haven't been too effective. And Watson tore those two teams apart. Um, some teams he did play with a pass rush, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Colts. You know, tough games. Uh, the Jags, one-point win. Um, the Panthers, you lose. The Colts, you lose. So, you know, I don't see the Raiders having a pass rush. I could see Deshaun Watson just lighting this defense up. Um, I don't want to make it a lock, but – Good chance I'll bet on this game with the Texans minus six and a half. It stays there. Yeah. It doesn't go over seven. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Breakout player for the Raiders this week is going to be Josh Jacobs. Not breakout overall for the season, but he's going to be the, the star of the game for the Raiders, even though they're going to they're, they're going to lose. Uh, but I, I can see him putting up over 100 rushing yards, possibly two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, even even against the Packers where there wasn't too many bright spots to look at, he did run the ball effectively yeah. against us. So. And if you guys don't recall, we actually picked him for Rookie of the Year a few weeks back for uh, the Jackass Jargon award predictions uh so we're gonna stick with that yeah and uh i think we're gonna move on to sunday night football on nbc the packers and the chiefs are here with me this one's coming live to you from arrowhead where the packers are a four-point favorite now going into this i thought i got off work the next day it should be a great game and now Mahomes injury i'm thinking it's a breeze by right but i go online today and i see that the kansas city chiefs quarterback was a limited participant in practice today and Shannon Sharp said that there's no reason why he shouldn't be out there. These guys got 16 games a year, and they don't want to miss any time if it's not necessary. Do you rush him back? Uh, I mean, guys, let's just talk about last week. Aaron Rodgers' career game, 25-31, 429 yards, five touchdowns. He even had two rushes for six yards. And a rushing touchdown, yep. Um, You know, that guy coming off a career game like that, I don't know why you wouldn't want to play him in this spot, you know. True. Wins are wins in the NFL. This, to me, had the potential to be an – all-star fireworks shootout um, looking at the schedule. Uh, you know, I took off work the next day to prepare to drink a lot of beer for it. But now I just, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. I like it. I like, uh, I, I mean, Mahomes has not been ruled out yet, right? He has not. But here's, there, it's a strong possibility that he's not going to start. But I'll tell you what, I would love to see this matchup. Even if he's not fully healthy. And one thing, guys, with this game with the line, uh, if Mahomes was playing, the game opened up at actually the Chiefs minus three and a half. Woo! And now you're up to the Packers plus four and a half. So you're basically saying Packers Mahomes. Minus four and a half. Yeah, you're basically saying Mahomes is worth eight points here. Do you guys think that? Or oh, yes. Easily. For sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Now, you're talking Chad Henney? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm saying, so if Mahomes plays this game, they beat the Packers. No. Mark my words. No. If Patrick Mahomes starts this game on Sunday Night Football, the Packers will lose. A wise man said, quote, under no circumstances can you put Patrick Mahomes on the field against that Packers pass rush with the Chiefs beat up offensive line with his ankle still injured 10 days after a kneecap dislocation. Like, there's too, still too much going on there. Mahomes was dealing with an injury before this injury. People forget that. Who, who was that quote from? We're not going to, we're going to leave that unmentioned. It's a Packers source. Okay. But again, like I'm Guy saying here. to my left. Okay. Guys, the Chiefs are coming off extra rest here. They did play uh, last Thursday. Um, and one coach you don't want to give extra rest to, that would be uh, Andy Reid. Old Big Red. I'm sure he uh, is going to pull some uh, shit out of his ass for Trim this Trim up game. the old mustache, huh? For sure. Um, you know, 
if, if there's one weakness of the Packers last week, and I it's hard to say there's a weakness, uh, you know, Darren Waller did have seven receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns. So I definitely look for Kelsey to have a huge game this week, uh, especially when it comes to fantasy. Um, one other trend that I've been noticing, uh, it goes along with this game, uh, when, especially when it comes to backup quarterbacks. So when backup quarterbacks uh, come in, uh, when a quarterback gets injured in the game, uh, that doesn't necessarily affect that game. But when it comes to that next game, when they get a full official start, um, the backups are actually 5-2 and two this year. Uh, and the only two losses was actually Minshew, who lost 13-12 to to the Texans, and Mason Rudolph, who lost 24-20 to to the 49ers. Um, you know, I think, I think another big thing with that is the uh, team's defenses, you know, they really show up uh, for the backup quarterback. They know they got to play harder, so you could see a Chiefs defense really come out and look like last week they were uh, on the right track. Another thing is Chiefs have a new defensive coordinator, Starting last week, you guys know who that is? No, who's that? Spagnola. So, Stevie boy? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, first game with him last week, and you saw what happened. Uh, could be more big things to come. Um, not huge on this game, betting-wise, guys, but uh, don't be surprised if you see a Chiefs upset. Might want to put a little bit on the money line right there. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And that's, again, Sunday Night Football. That'll wrap up your Sunday slate. Uh, get your puke buckets ready for Monday night. I'm sure if you guys have anything else that you watch or like to do on Monday night, whether it be to go to dinner or daughter's dance recital, you're going to want to miss this Dolphins-Steelers game. Uh, Pittsburgh coming in at a 14-point favorite at home. Uh, we're going to wrap up the the podcast with this uh, with this game. Guys, one thing here, Steelers are 11-5 against the spread at home on Monday night football the past 16 games. Another huge stat, Dolphins D's giving up 35 points per game. Mm, that's comforting. God damn, the Dolphins suck. Um, it's bad. Other big thing, guys, uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers? Are they going to go back to Rudolph, or are you going to put the Duck Hodges back in? If, if you want to stay relevant at all, right. you have to start Mason Rudolph. Because if you don't, that could be potentially a loss to the worst team in the league. No. I think so. No. I think, especially with Fitzpatrick out there, He's not fucking Josh Rosen, okay? Let's say he's 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 seasoned. He's a nice piece of seasoned chicken. Yeah, we're not gonna spend too much time on this. We've uh, we've bent your ear enough. One more thing, guys. There's something a little fishy out there right now with the Dolphins. Ninety percent of the cash in Vegas right now is on the Dolphins, which is a little weird to me. A little um, bit, yeah. Something's up with that. Could be a potential Steelers blowout. That's true. I, I I don't know what to think of that, Curly. Um, I know one team that wishes they were on the bye other than the Dolphins are the Steelers. Uh, the two teams that are on the bye this week are the Ravens and the Cowboys. Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott will take a little bit of a rest. Solace? Uh, yeah, before we, before we wrap this up, guys, I do want to jump into the next topic that we're going to be rolling out here in the next few weeks or month. Uh, we, we will be covering some, some basketball, some uh, NBA, if you will. So we're... Get ready for that. These are going to be separate podcast episodes. So if you're in the NBA, give us a follow. But we're going to try being a little bit more diverse across all major sports platforms, okay? Guys, just do a little recap on those locks. So I have the Panthers, minus six. Um, we have the Texans, minus six and a half. We have the Rams, minus 13. And we also have the Chargers, plus four. You guys can cut the fucking check on cut that. Cut the check! It's hot grease here. Hey, we hope you all enjoyed it. Can't wait to see you back for uh, episode number seven. Pesci, give us a call. We miss you, bud. Don't do anything stupid. Hey, guys, have a good week. Cut the check. I tried to show. Yo.
with the pick and roll. Younger flame, he in sickle mode. Hey, this here with all the ice on in the book.